0: Hello and welcome to Transforming Talent. I'm your host, Ed Crow, the talent transformation expert for organizations seeking eight-figure growth. We work with those organizations to break through revenue ceilings and realize the business growth that their companies are capable of when they get their people firing on all cylinders. We believe that every business person has a unique voice and a unique angle that makes their business successful. And those are the kinds of movers and shakers that we interview on the show. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you could be our next guest in about 30 minutes. So let's jump right in. Hello and welcome to another installment of the Transforming Talent podcast. I'm your host, Ed Crow, the transformation expert for businesses seeking eight-figure growth. It's a pleasure to have Charles Reed on the show today. Charles is the president of Get Payroll. I know you're going to love some of the insights uh, that he's going to share with us today. So, Charles, welcome to the show.
1: Ed, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: So it was it was nice chatting with you uh, before we went uh, live here on your interesting background, and uh, I want you to share some of that with our listeners because. You've owned a number of different payroll- related companies, and we'll get into that, but you started out life in the military. And you mentioned that lessons from the military have definitely informed how you lead your your businesses. So I'd like to to jump in right there if you if you would, please.
1: I was a Marine for four years, uh, two years overseas, including a combat tour in Vietnam. But in the Marine Corps, one of the ways to define leadership is mission, men, self. Mm -hmm. You get the mission done. Mm -hmm. Period, new paragraph, whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. And translating the business, that means if you have to work till two o'clock in the morning, or you have to work the weekend, or you have to work overtime, or you have to, you know, trudge to a client's in the rain and the snow and come in in the ice storms, you do it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Whatever it takes to accomplish the mission. For us, is to get a payroll out for our clients uh, 100% accuracy and 100% on time, every time, every time, every time. That's the mission. Then you take care of your men. You take care of your employees because you cannot achieve this without your employees, yeah. without your staff. They are, they are what makes, makes it work. You're, once you stop being a sole entrepreneur, Valuable asset, right? And if you don't treat them like that, you're an idiot. <laughs> okay, I hire very good people. Uh, I like Warren Buffett's attitude. Uh, we don't hire jerks. Sure, and we don't. Uh, we hire good people that that like people that get along, and that's who we hire, and that's who stays with us. Our longevity. I've got, I've got, who of my staff been with me more than twenty years? Wow. And they're not going anywhere. <laughs> that, that's incredible. Uh, well, and, 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 and my employees, uh, I, I'm a widower. Uh, my children are long grown and not in the business. My employees are going to get the business when I pass. Mm-hmm. It's just that they should, because they help build it. Sure. They have a vested interest in it. So I take care of my people. My job as CEO is to make them more efficient and their job easier. Mm-hmm. Because the more efficient they are, and the more they like the job, the more things get done. The more my clients get taken care of, and the happier everybody is. Right. Then the third thing is self. I see more businesses destroyed by ego. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I always want to write the book "Park Your Ego at the Door." I just I've <laughs> outlined it. I haven't written it yet. It's a great title, though. <clears throat> it's a great title. Uh, <laughs> I had a boss that would take us all outside about once a year and point out that the name on the building was his name. Oh, actually, it was his, actually, it was his father's because he inherited the business. Mm-hmm. Well, he also destroyed it. Yeah. Not long after I left, uh, he went bankrupt because he didn't take care of his staff. Right, He didn't take care of his people. He thought he was the smartest person in the world and was indispensable to the business and everybody else was chaff. And uh, he paid for it big time. And he's not the first one or the last one. No. So uh, this was brought home to me probably the first time really heavily. I was a girl warfare school in northern Okinawa. Okay. Um, week school. We'd been out in the field for about a week without a hot meal. This was still in the C-rations day before MREs and meals ready to eat.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and we finally got a hot meal delivered out to us. And the lieutenant made sure that every one of us got a hot meal before he got his, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: okay? So that brought that home. He could have just walked to the front of the line and gotten fed, but he made sure every one of us got fed first, a hot meal, then he ate. So mission men self, and that translates to business over and over and over again. Uh, the self-part, you know, if if somebody has to get short shorted on their paycheck, it's you. Mm-hmm. If somebody has to show up at odd hours to open up the business, nobody else is available, it's you. You do you're you're the last guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, it rolls downhill and you're on the bottom. You're not on the top. <laughs> okay. So those translate to business. Now, on the other hand, there's things that don't translate. Okay. Uh, you were discussing a gentleman, but Uh, In the military, it's very hierarchical. Mm -hmm. Everybody is subordinate or superior to you. Everybody. You know exactly who is your subordinate and you give orders to, and who's your superior and you have to take orders from. And when they give an order and you're a subordinate, you do it, whether you like it or not. Well, that doesn't translate well to civilian life
0: at all. <laughs> Not at all.
1: <laughs> I was very lucky. My wife is a, was a wonderful people person. Everybody loved Ruth. Everybody loved Ruth. Um, and she really taught me a lot about getting along with people and how to deal with people. Uh, and uh, it was hard for me to learn the lesson sometimes. I'm a hard-headed, you know, former Marine, but uh, she taught me a lot and, and helped me prosper and get better at dealing with people and understanding and uh, listening, uh, not just barking orders. Okay. Uh, I come from a disadvantage of that. My father was a Navy officer and we had a plan of the day posted in the upstairs hallway every morning and on and on and on. So I was used to that, sure. but that's not how business works. And if you treat people like that, uh, if you treat them like they're disposable, or you treat them like they're supposed to obey orders. Uh, regardless, uh, you are going to be extremely disappointed in the results.
0: Right. You know, it's just such a great analogy and such sort a of, such a way to to jump into the show. I think um, from from that wisdom because I think there's something to be said not just from a, a leadership standpoint in your analogy, but even as a team player. You know, if we can learn to put the team before ourselves, um, then we have a better team, right? You know, even if we're just team players, we're not the leader of the team, we have a better team when we, and we have better results when we focus on that. So when I look at your business career um, and you, you've started a number of different companies, how has that discipline of staying focused on the mission enabled you to grow the company? Well,
1: business is not a sprint. It's a marathon and you have to have a plan and you have to work that plan and you have to work it and work it and work it and work it. And it doesn't always work out and you have to change it. You have to adapt. You have to overcome circumstances, adapt and overcome. It's another Marine Corps saying. So you don't give up. You accomplish the mission. If it's the growth if it's market penetration, uh, if it's price increases, whatever it is, uh, new products, you go after that and you you do whatever is necessary to achieve the mission. Mm -hmm. And this is where people are successful, is they do whatever is necessary to achieve it. If you're not willing to do that, don't be an entrepreneur. Yeah. I mean, it, entrepreneurship is not for everybody, believe me, and, and there's, day, there's days, <laughs> but at this point in my life, I wouldn't go back to work for anybody else on a bet. I'd, 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 I'd retire first. Uh, I, I'm just too used to it after some 30 years, right. but it's not for everybody, and I don't blame anybody for, for working for somebody else for a living and taking a paycheck and, and their two weeks vacation and their 5% bonus. Mm-hmm your life, very frankly. Sure. Uh, and probably more enjoyable at times. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy the the success and I enjoy the freedom. Uh, you know, I get to work when I want. It doesn't mean I work any less. It just means right, that, right. you know, sometimes it's nights and weekends instead of <laughs> eight to five. Right. So uh, I was on a panel discussion here a couple of years ago. Uh, for entrepreneurs, and the question came from the audience What about work life balance when you start a business? Mm-hmm. And I just cracked up. Yeah. I, I just started laughing. I said, No such thing. When you're a new entrepreneur, it's work, mm-hmm. period. New paragraph, mm-hmm. end of letter, nothing else. Yeah. There is no balance in the beginning. So hopefully, at some point, there is, but in the beginning, yeah. th- there's no balance. It's just work. And, that's yeah, and, and I would that's say big.
0: to that, you know, my, you know, the, the new terminology now is, is of course, work life fit. And so, you know, that concept of balance is like, well, I work as much as I play. Well, who really wants to do that? I mean, that means if you want to play 12 hours a day, you got to work 12 hours a day because that's balance, right? Nobody wants that. You know, so this idea of fit and, and you're right, as a leader, as an entrepreneur, you make, you're making the choice to say, I know I've got to sacrifice some of my, the personal side of my life to make this business get up and run. So that's fitting you at that point in time. And that's one of the beauties, I think, of this digital age that we're in where, for the most part, unless, of course, you're, you know, you're in a manufacturing plant or something like that, where you got to be at a machine, you know, if you're working in the gig economy, you know, I can work when I'm at my best. And smart and savvy business owners allow their people to work when they're at their best, provided, of course, that it fits the the greater good of the organization and the customer. So so talk to me about that. I mean, you, you mentioned, too, that Uh, Since, you know, of course, COVID and everything, you know, people have been dispersed and they're slowly coming back into the office. What type of changes did you see in your workforce with going from office to going probably fully virtual and now being, you know, some kind of mold of the both of them?
1: The biggest change was not being able to walk through the office and greet everybody. Sure. Okay. Uh, And, yeah, you say, well, are they really working? Mm Mm-hmm just as much output, if not more in the same amount of time. So, you know, do I know they're working at their computer every day, uh, every hour of the day? No. But I measure their output Mm -hmm. and I'm more than happy with it. Uh, It's at least as good as when they were in the office. And frankly, they're happier uh, because they can work from home. Uh, My operations manager has a,
0: okay,
1: and his wife has a doctorate in education and has her own company as well as teaches at the university. And so she travels and it allows him to stay home with the baby and and work at his desk. Well, he's got her next to her, next to him or watching her while she plays. Uh, So he's happy with it. Steph, his wife's happy with it. Uh, Amari, I think, is happy with having daddy home and I'm getting a full day's work out of him. Happier. I'm getting production. Where's the problem? Exactly. What's not to love? <laughs> <you know? laughs> not to love. Uh and it cuts down on the air conditioning at of the office and everything else. Right. And the lights <laughs> and so on. So it saves me a little money. Sure. Uh so yeah, all my people work from home to a certain extent. Um Probably the one, the only one that doesn't is Michael, my videographer. And uh, I think he gets distracted by his wife at home. So he comes into the office. Sure. Don't laugh, Michael. (laughs) Uh, So um, he and I are sometimes are the only ones here (laughs) because my wife has passed. So uh, I get bored at the house. So I come in and and work and I enjoy it. Uh, I enjoy being here, but that's, I've been doing this for, a lot longer than any of the other people have been. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm the old man here uh, by a long shot now. But,
0: uh, <laughs> now, you mentioned that because of that personal situation, um, when you decide to move on, that the company will pass into the hands of your employees. And I, I would love to, to hear what brought you to that decision and then how will it be executed
1: for you? Well, what brought me to it was the realization, yeah, first of all, I'm mortal. Mm-hmm. I got asked the other day uh, by a, in another podcast, what did I expect my great-grandchildren to think about me? Mm-hmm. And I don't expect them to even remember me. Uh, when I'm dead, I'm dead. And, uh, you know, well, that's the cycle of life. And I move on. Uh, people will be my pallbearers. And shortly after that, somebody else will be their pallbearers mm-hmm. and on and on and on. Um, our only requirement in this world is to live as good a life as we can, uh, be an upright member of society and contribute. And so uh, there's nothing for me to leave. My, my, my wife is, is gone, so there's no family to protect. My children are well grown. So my employees help build this business and give me a nice life. You know, I, I drive a nice car, I live in a nice house on the lake and all these things. They have allowed me to do this. Why shouldn't they reap some of the benefit out of it long term? Uh, Why shouldn't they be uh, owners of the business at some point?
0: Sure.
1: Uh, My number one person is already part owner of the company.
0: Great.
1: Okay. We're discussing her and I about exactly how to do this. And we're setting up the secession planning. Uh, We had a client die a couple of years ago. And when he died, he was the only guy on the checking account. And um, oh, wow. the, the bank said, no, we're not going to release money for payroll because right. he can't sign for it. Uh, they'll accept the deposits. They just won't yeah, let the right. money get back out. <laughs> that's that's,
0: <right.
1: laughs> that's, that's bankers for you. Yeah. Uh, so uh, she's on the accounts. Uh, she's an officer of the corporation. She has full authority to commit the corporation to anything she chooses to. Uh, she doesn't i mean we talk about things but at some point you know i'm not going to be here Mm
0: -hmm.
1: uh, and i don't want why should i want the company just to 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 die because i do when it produces a living for all my staff and it will provide them some security and funds for retirement and continuity and so on why wouldn't i do that right Uh, to me it's just you know, if I had kids in the business and other things, maybe it would be different. I don't know. But I, I my ego is not such that I think my kids are so fabulous that they ought to be running the business. Okay. Right. right.
0: <laughs> yeah. And if they don't want to, you know, there's there's that.
1: And they've never wanted to be part of the business. So, so be it. That's fine. Uh, right. I did not want to be part of my father's business. Mm-hmm. My father was a very difficult man to deal with. And I had no desire when I grew up to work with him. Okay, I loved him; he was my father, but he was a naval officer and a hard nosed businessman. And uh, tell us, he's long dead. Not a very good parent. Uh, didn't mean I didn't love him, but it sure as hell meant I didn't want to work with him.
0: Yeah,
1: no, I I, I didn't. I started my own business, which yeah. he was very proud of. Sure, sure, because he'd started his own. So, you know, what am I going to do? Sell it and try and you know spend all the money before I die. You can't take it with you. That's right. So no, Uh, they they, they've helped me build it. They deserve a chance to 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 run it and to uh, enhance it and to make it into their own image. Uh, When I'm gone, I don't I don't care. Mm
0: -hmm. Now, for for those of that are listening um, and don't actually see us. Uh, you've got uh, some stylish glasses on and on the logo behind you beside get payroll is a of little image of glasses so I assume that's the tie in but t- tell me about that as a little side note.
1: It, it is actually the tie in. Uh, I actually have a pair of white rim ones uh, plastic white rim that matches that that okay. I can wear for for certain uh, publicity outfits and so on, but that was just we needed a logo. And we wanted something that was uh, studious and serious, but had some, you know, whimsy to it. Sure. So that's what we came up with a few years ago for Get Payroll to go to market with, and uh, it, get com- it gets comments just like sure. yours. So sure. it it works.
0: <laughs> and that's that's all marketing is, right? Something that works. What's the, what's the little thing that people see it and they know it. So you you mentioned
1: uh, please finish videos all the time and we're we're still waiting we're still waiting for one to go viral mm-hmm. but you know uh, we do a lot of we do a lot of educational videos okay. and we do some fun ones we just released our newest Star Wars uh, parody thing
0: okay
1: so we've done Star Wars and 2001 a Space Odyssey and we do <laughs> Halloween and Christmas videos and have a lot of fun with them
0: that's great. Now, now, you mentioned that, um, of course, you, you've been in business a long time, over over 30 years. And you mentioned you wrote a book on this, you know, that uh, you distilled 30 years of experiences into this book. So so tell our listeners a little bit about the, the book.
1: It's the payroll book, a guide for small business and startups. So we literally wrote the book on payroll.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why our competition allowed that name to be available Astounded me. Right, right. Okay, but it was. And uh, the website for the book is thepayrollbook.com. Okay, that was available. So, being in the industry, I get asked questions all the time by my clients and, and people who are potential clients and so on. And there's no real technical guide out there for them to reference, with the exception of the payroll source from the American Payroll Association which is about 600 bucks to buy the book. And it's really designed to train uh, payroll people to become CPP certified payroll processors, which is a designation from the APA, uh, which they're very proud of. And so I said, why don't I write up a guide for the the base of industry that I work with, which is, you know, 90% of businesses, 50 and under employees, Mm -hmm. over 50, they've got a They've got an HR person. They've got a payroll person. They've got experts on staff. The five-person manufacturing firm, the the gas station, the the baker, the bakery, they, they don't have people like that. right. But they still have the same problems. Mm-hmm. So I said, eh, let me write something up. It took two years.
0: Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's a labor of love.
1: <laughs> it was it was not near as easy as I thought it was going to be. I'd self-published some books previous to that. but this one is published by wiley okay and so which brings so much to the table a traditional publisher brings so much skill and knowledge and expertise it's made it a much 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 better book than it would have been had i self-published which was my intention Mm -hmm. but my one of my the publicity companies i work with who's also a client uh who's also an affiliate and refers clients to me said, "Hey, let me let me call Wiley because I said maybe we can do it as a dummies book, which is the Wiley oh, sure, the yeah. Wiley labels." And they were very interested in it, not as a dummies book, but under their traditional publishing. Okay. So, uh, they worked with us, they helped with the layout, they helped with the editing and the copyright the, the the copy editing and the index, which is a beautiful index far far better than I could have done. Mm-hmm. So it made it a much better book, but it's a guide, uh, an overall guide for payroll and payroll related items for small businesses. It's it's not something you're going to necessarily sit down and just read sure, uh, unless you have insomnia and it'll put you to sleep. But it's, it's a reference book and you can look things up. It's a great index and check things out. Uh, and then if there's something new, it's available on the website. So, you know, and we have references and Lots of links in the book to uh, authorities and lists and government sites and so on. A lot of horror stories of things not to do, I'm sure, which makes it more fun, you know, uh, and and things to watch out for. Uh, so it's 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 a fascinating book, I think, you know. But I'm the author, uh, but we're getting it's been very well received, uh, and so you know we we were very pleased with it. We'd, we'd love to offer it to your listeners if they'd like a copy of it. If they'll go to and at the discount code podcast, uh, we'll send them a free book. No shipping, no handling, no nothing. We'll ship them a free book as long as supplies last. Sure. So that
0: was thepayrollbook.com. And to get it for free, enter the code podcast. So, listeners, right. it's not often you get a freebie. You're getting a freebie from Charles at, at Get Payroll. Uh, you're getting a free desk reference on, on all things payroll. Uh, I would encourage you to do that. Um, you know, take take him up on his offer. Uh, not often we get freebies in this life, and, and I believe in jumping on that. So, uh, Charles, if they, they want to find out more, they can obviously go to the payrollbook.com. But uh, where can they find information about you and Get Payroll?
1: Um, on the web, on on the web. Uh, that's our, our main website. Uh, I'm available at CJR at GetPayroll. Okay. That's my email. And if they've got something critical and they need some advice, 972-353-0000. That's my phone number.
0: There you go. So I also know that that you are on LinkedIn. You've got a lot of great content on LinkedIn. So I would encourage our listeners to also look Charles up. He spells his last name R E A D. So it's Charles Reed. Um, and you can find him out on LinkedIn. Charles, uh, this was a great discussion. I mean, you, you just brought a wealth of knowledge and the, the whole mission, men, me thing. I mean, that, that's my takeaway from today. And, and I'd ask our listeners to really think about how your leadership teams, or you as a leader in your organization, perhaps, are implementing that type of mentality in your organization. Because to me, that, that's the start of culture, the kind of culture that really drives business results. So Charles, thanks again for being on the show. Until next time, I'm your host, Ed Crow. We'll see you again soon on the Transforming Talent podcast. Take care. Hey, Ed Crow here. Thank you so much for listening to today's segment of Transforming Talent. If you're a business owner or executive of a business that's on a revenue freight train that you're not sure how to control, or maybe you're butting up against a revenue ceiling that you don't know how to break through, we'd love to have you on this program. Please visit my website at edcrow.com speaking podcast to apply. Now, for our listeners out there, if you got something out of this interview and you'd love to share it on social media, please go ahead and do so. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone, text it to a friend, and post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag transforming talent. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We're rarely putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. If you wanna know more, go to my website, edcrow.com, or you can follow me on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook. Thanks for listening, we'll see you again next time.